good evening, and welcome to the Fix Your Sex podcast, where we talk all things sex. I am your host, Amina, and I am a sacred sex coach, tantric body worker, sex doula, and all-around sexual revolutionary. I'm here to share my thoughts and hot takes on how and why we are still having bad sex in the 21st century, and hopefully to provide you with some solutions and tips so that you can have great sex for the rest of your lives. Okay, my quick disclaimer, this podcast is for grown-ups, and we're going to have some sensitive topics being discussed. So if you're under 18, or if conversations about sex, or the usage of profanity bother you, you might want to go now. Um, Okay, so this episode of the Fix Your Sex podcast does not have a sponsor. What the fuck? Um, If you are interested in sponsoring... The next episode, please do reach out to us at info, I-N-F-O, at A-T-L, like the airport code, tantrafest.com, so that we can make sure we shout you out and have an amazing podcast. Today's podcast, I'm really just talking about one thing and one thing only, and that's boundaries. I really want to discuss boundaries of all kinds, but most importantly, the boundaries that we have, obviously, around our sex and our relationships. But before we get to that, we are going to start with the Proho Tip. And the Proho Tip does have a sponsor. So today's Proho Tip is brought to you by the Honey Dip Yoni Spa for Yoni Steaming, Yoni Eggs, and Natural Yoni Care. They are based out of Houston And I am in love. I got a red carnelian yoni egg that has brought me so much joy from the curator over there, Anisha Muhammad. So shout out to them. Please go follow them on Instagram at Honey Dip Yoni Spa or email them at honeydipspot at iCloud.com for more info. Today's pro tip is crockpots. Yes, that's right. Those little pots that you use to slow cook your beef stew in these cold winter months. Or for us um, non-beef eaters, our lentils. They also make wonderful accoutrement for the bedroom. All you have to do is get you one of those little bitty crock pots. They're the minis. They're great for making like nacho cheese or single servings for um, those who are not cooking for a tribe of children. Basically, the pro ho tip is to plug it in in your bedroom. And when you know, when you're setting up your sexual space, when you're getting ready for your lover to come over, or you're preparing for some self-pleasure, solo love, roll up some towels, get them nice and wet, and, and um, throw them in the crock pot with some essential oils. I like lemongrass and lavender, but peppermint gives an extra tingle. Turn that sucker on low and have warm, toasty towels ready to wipe up all of your sexual fluids after sex. Um, It's a great way to surprise a lover with a warm towel while they're in the afterglow, or also it's a great way to treat yourself. It's a little oshi body for the pussy. So, that's today's pro-ho tip, crockpots and oshibori for the pussy, brought to you by the Honey Dip Yoni Spa. Thanks, Anisha. So, let's start with some basic definitions. According to the dictionary, boundaries 
are defined as a line that marks the limits of an area, a dividing line. I have a hard time with boundaries. I don't know how you're doing over there with yours, but I struggle with boundaries and not in the way that you may think. Like I get aggressive with them. And I think I've come to realize that too often they were disregarded and that didn't feel good. And from that trauma, I just move in a different light. I'm working on me. We're all works in progress, right? But when I realize that a boundary, and most times this is realized after the fact, but I realize that a boundary is not being honored or worse, that I haven't explained it yet. I haven't spoken to my boundaries, about my boundaries. And so now in this moment, I'm aggressive in the explanation of the boundaries. And that bothers me. I'm working on it, but it bothers me. Um, I think it stems from the fact that I'm just so pleasure focused at this point in my life. And there are these memories of my boundaries being trampled. And that leaves me in a space where I feel like I need to assert them a little more strongly. That, but not defending them because defending them is different than, than asserting them, right? Defending your boundaries is I've already set what my boundaries are. I've established them. I've shared them with people. And someone is encroaching on them. And so now I'm defending them. That's different than um, aggressively letting people know what your boundaries are. And that's, so that's, where, that's the space that I'm moving from. And that's why we're having this little chat tonight. I constantly have to remind myself to allow people to experience what they will. Like, I'm not responsible for their feelings around my own boundaries. So I get to let them experience what it's like to confront boundaries. My reality shouldn't be shaped or changed due to my fear about how someone else will respond. And I think that's too often the case for us, right? That we protect ourselves from developing a response to someone else's response. Um, from from someone else not being able to respect our boundaries. These are basic life skills. I have to be able to get through this thing called life. We all have to be able to get through this, right? So it got me to thinking, why are we so scared of boundaries? <laughs> Whether it's establishing them or standing by them, um, figuring out what they are, defending them who do we not trust in this um game of boundaries who do is it us do i not trust myself do you not trust yourself um is it our lovers that we don't trust strangers like who are we really concerned with um that that may be impacted by us not being able to experience life in accordance with what we desire having clear boundaries allows us to share the way we prefer people to engage with us. We we set the rules. We set the rules on how our life feels based on these boundaries, right? We determine how people are going to interact with us, what kind of behavior we're going to put up with. Um, and it's it impacts us in so many ways, but it shows up in our love space in such a 
dramatic way. I work with women every day who've been having sex without boundaries and missing out on their own pleasure because of it. And I won't just say it's the women because I do get male clients that are also really challenged with the establishment of boundaries and uh, the defending of boundaries. But um, one of the things that's the same no matter what, no matter what gender I'm speaking to, is that there's too often this idea that I get my pleasure from um, pleasing others, right? And that just leads to burnout. It leads to burnout, and that's what I see a lot. I see a lot of people who are coming because they're burnt out continuously working to please others while not having your own needs for pleasure addressed will lead to burnout. It will lead to exhaustion. It leads to a limited or lack of sex drive. And I talk about this concept of sex drive, which I don't like the word, I like the term. It's common vernacular, so we use it. But what we're really looking at is a system that your body has established that does kind of a benefits and reward analysis and then cuts out the things that aren't bringing pleasure. So when we continue to um, experience sex without some clear boundaries that speak to our pleasure, the body will start to take that away, that desire to go through the motions um, of sexual exchange, of that energetic exchange, because it just becomes draining. There's no life from it. There's no joy from it. There's no pleasure from it. And after a while, you stop. We all probably have a friend or several, a family member that we could speak about, who has been in a relationship for a long time, and the sex doesn't happen anymore. In fact, it's common play. The reasoning is not typically due to some limited sex drive. And there are some extenuating circumstances, right? There are certain medications. There are things in your diet um, that can point to it. There are things like trauma and depression and anxiety that can definitely lead to um, uh, lack of desire for sex. Those aren't those outside of that world, right? Just in the, oh, no, we just kind of, I'm just, my sex drive is down, which I, I get a lot. I see a lot. I see a lot of conversations about this. I'm asked a lot of questions about this. And I point back to pleasure. I point back to the boundaries. Establishing boundaries means in order to first set them, you have to know what they are or why you have them, right? You have to know what your boundaries are. And for me, I'm going to set my boundaries based on things I don't like. Right? That's where the buck stops. That's where I set my boundaries. That's what I know. I know that if I have sex in certain situations and it causes me discomfort, then that's a boundary for me. I'm going to go ahead and go with the, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to start thinking about things that are not bringing me joy. If um, sitting on someone's face is something that makes you uncomfortable and you go and move into a space that's dark after that, then 
let you know figuring out how to set a boundary is a part of that that experience i teach a class on sitting on faces but if that's not your thing then don't you know how understand what that a boundary can be set in something that everybody else is like oh that brings me so much pleasure you have to know what brings you joy what brings you pleasure and then speak to that as far as where your boundaries are right okay this does not make me feel good this actually hurts and I don't like that pain I'm not a pain slut I don't want this kind of pain um this you know, every time I'm in this type of sexual situation, I have to deal with guilt. This requires you being a little in touch with yourself, though, right? Listening to the voices of that are inside of you, listening to your body and your mind as they communicate with, with each other about where you're at, right? Sitting in silence. That's why I speak so much about meditation um, as a part of your sexual practice, because being able to listen to your body listen to your mind how do you feel after a sexual encounter and it's just um, it could be a one-night stand it could be sex with your um, partner of 20 years how do you feel do you want to feel like that all the time is that, is that what you're shooting for great if so if not what can we change so that this feeling afterwards feels good because if you're in a place where you're full of resentment or guilt or angst well your body is going to start shutting down that side right it's going to start taking that away because this is where your pleasure center is and you're not feeding your pleasure center so first you got to know what your boundaries you know what what's what's setting the line what why are you why do you have these boundaries um, and then you got to set them. You have to express them. You have to let your partner, and we're talking about sexual boundaries in this particular situation, but even if it's not a sexual boundary, if it's a boundary at work or with your friends or family, you have to speak them. I talk a lot about conscious erotic communication, and one of um, the beautiful parts of that is is understanding how to effectively communicate your desires. And desire being things that you want and things that are some hard fucking no's, right? And in the BDSM community, thankfully, there's a lot more understanding of this. There's a lot more conversations about boundaries. But in our regular old vanilla sex life, or in our regular old tantric sex life, are we setting boundaries and honoring them are we speaking them into existence are we telling our partners are we telling our lovers what we what 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 we don't want what or what we do want um do we have a safe word safe words are great for setting boundaries maybe you don't know what your boundary is i really want to, a perfect example i bought myself this glorious butt plug for my birthday um, and I've played around with some butt things, but never a truly a butt plug, like a big glass thing that goes up in your ass and hangs out there because it has a tail. And negotiating the insertion of said butt plug was a beautiful um, exchange, but it also was setting some boundaries and negotiating what that looks like in the process. Because you can change what that boundary looks like. Okay, I do want it in my ass. Okay, let's go sideline 
um, this is that's more pressure than I thought it was going to be. Let's just sit here for a moment or say for I don't want this anymore. You get to negotiate that, but you have to be able to communicate what that is. And it's also, I think, important to just think about how we communicate, right? How we communicate what our desires are in a way that speaks to us about what they are more than even to the partner because it's easy for us to get caught up in this place where we're you know want to tell them you have to slow down for example right instead of I need more foreplay telling someone that I need more foreplay speaks to my boundaries telling my partner you need to slow down does not speak to my boundaries that speaks to my demands. And there's a time and a place for demands. But it's really important that, you know, those I statements are great in the bedroom. I need more blank. I like it when you do A. I don't like, I don't enjoy it when you do B. I don't want to do C anymore. These are things that we have to feel safe with in order to communicate them to our partners, right? Because our biggest fear is when we tell the truth about anything is that, especially about ourselves, so not anything, but when we tell the truth about ourselves is that whoever we're telling is going to run. But we know that's not going to happen, right, with our partner. We trust that we've chosen a partner that honors us and listens to us. We trust in our ability to find a partner that will honor and listen to us, um, and and respect our desires and work with us and to enjoy um our 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 sexual experience so once you have that fear once you work through those fears you're able to then have a place where you can set some boundaries and effectively communicate your needs as they relate to you and they get to process how they want to move in that. And it's perfectly fine too. We may have to deal with some rejection. You may be in a situation where someone says, a lover says, you know what? The I understand, I respect your desires that they don't, that's not what I want my sex to be. I'm looking for something a little different. And be okay with that. And then finally, you got to be ready to defend your boundaries. Right? These lines that we draw in the sand mean nothing if someone can just step over them all the time. So, what does defending boundaries look like? And this is where I was talking in the beginning about my aggressiveness. And I like to look at aggressive versus assertive. And I'm really working on assertion, being more assertive and not being, not moving from a space of aggression when I'm establishing. And communicating what my boundaries are. To trust that the person that I'm at, that I'm with, I don't have to yell at. I don't have to be aggressive about what I desire. I can just simply state it. Because I'm moving with that light. I'm moving with that energy. That I can just tell you what it is that that I desire and what I do and don't want. And that you'll honor that because I make great decisions when choosing sexual partners. I make amazing decisions. These are my mantras. By the way, you can go ahead and steal them. Um, 
But being able to defend them is also a part of that. It's also making sure that you're not being forced to defend your own boundaries to someone who doesn't respect anyone's boundaries. They showed you a red flag months ago, and now you're trusting them with your boundaries, right? So it's it's listening to your intuition. It's not just screaming, get, you know, get your foot back off the sand line. You crossed over. A lot of times it's making sure that the right people aren't invited to that line, that you have done some work to allow yourself to listen to your intuition and listen to your gut and that you're observant and that you're honoring a practice of watching, watching your surroundings, watching your friends, watching potential lovers or current lovers and changing like how you see them based on how they move. Because someone that's not good with respecting boundaries, they're not going to be just limited to not respecting your boundaries. It's typically the way they move in life. They're usually just really bad at boundaries. They don't respect them. They're narcissistic or they are um, are egotistical and they just don't believe that certain rules apply to them. Perhaps they litter or they, you know, cheat on, you know, I won't say taxes, but they cheat on things that some people might look at and say that's minor. You know, they get away with not paying for things often and don't feel bad. They don't respect boundaries. You get a chance to see that and you pass it off. And then you wonder why you have to come up with a full armory when they're not respecting your boundaries, when they've showed you that they don't respect anyone's boundaries, right? So it's really important to, to, to a part of your defense strategy it's just in listening to yourself, being observant, um, listening more than you speak. Let let get a chance to realize and learn and pay attention to folks, and um, and learn how to speak with with um, in a in a way that's assertive, in a way that clearly states what you will and will not put up with, and then moving from there. You don't have to be aggressive. And if anyone's moving you to that space where you have to aggressively defend your boundaries that you've set, that is the final flag, right? That's game over flag. They're telling you that they're not respecting you to your face. Don't you, you just leave that space if you can. Work on being able to always walk away from that type of environment because that is unhealthy. And then you also have to realize that are you doing, are you being aggressive? Like I said, I'm being aggressive. I'm not being aggressive because these people are walking over my boundaries. I'm being aggressive because I'm used to people and I'm still carrying that shit. I'm working through that. I'm working through that. People have violated my boundaries. I've released that. I've forgiven them. I've done it. And then it shows right back up. So it's still there. Right? It shows back up and someone else comes and I got to put my boundaries down. And then I say it with such aggression that it doesn't even sound like a boundary. It sounds like an argument. Instead of just saying, this is where I'm at. So... Be be prepared to defend them, but realize that defending them doesn't mean that you have to, you know, um, set them, communicate them with aggression. That's that's not defense. 
So anyway, I just wanted to get that off my chest. I've had a couple students recently and a few clients where I just feel like boundaries keep coming up. And I would love to hear feedback on how you are working to establish and come up with what your boundaries are. And again, I talk about boundaries in the sexual fashion, of course, because it's the Fix Your Sex podcast and not the Fix Your Family podcast. But you'll start seeing that the same trends are there for folks that don't respect boundaries of others, as well as for folks that don't know how to set boundaries for themselves. If you're not setting boundaries at work, you're probably not setting them in the bedroom. If your family's walking all over you and your friends are walking all over you, and then you're probably not setting boundaries anywhere. And that's something to kind of reflect on, right? To sit and just look back and say, okay, all right, it's 2019. I'm going to do some shit differently. I'm going to start with my boundaries because I think my life would be happy, happier. And it would be. It would be. It's always going to be happier once you find out where your joy is, where your pleasure is, and find out where the line is where you're not receiving pleasure anymore. And then saying, we're not going on that side of that line anymore. It changes everything. It does. Anyway, um, speaking of boundaries and consent and things of that nature, uh, this is the weekend of the Southeast Consent Summit, and I am super excited because I've been invited to uh, lead Consent After Dark, which is a it's it's a interactive sensual art experience. So we're gonna do some body painting, and there will be some corset modeling there. But most importantly. I will um, be working with a nude model and teaching consent and boundaries with that model. And the model will be having food all over her lovely body. And in order for folks in, to come and join in the party, they will have to learn how to negotiate consent. So it's going to be great fun. Um, and if you're in Orlando or find yourself yeah, in Orlando or around the area, I know nothing about Florida. I'm excited because the weather is going to be warm like it is in Hawaii. But outside of that, I've been to Miami. And that's about it. So Orlando is new for me. Um, we'll be at the woodshed in the evening. And um, you can you can go to uh, register if you're still, if you want to, if you're still, if you're around and you want to join us, please do come join us. You can just Google the Southeast Consent Summit. There's information that's going out um, on my social media pages about it as well. So you can always find it there. I hope to see you if you're in the area. Otherwise, I hope to see you somewhere else. Tantra Tuesday is every Tuesday here in Atlanta. So please do make your way here some Tuesday soon. And come join us for an amazing evening of um, sacred sex education and... Uh, more. Oh, excellent news. Also, I have to share this little tidbit. We are moving into a new location. We have our church. That's right. We have our church. So I'm super excited about that. Please um, continue to follow. If you're not already following, sign up on my mailing list. Um, we we will be doing a bunch of um, extra fundraisers and I have some amazing uh, silent auction gifts that have been donated while we do some renovations to this old church that we're moving into but the pussy church is a real thing and it's happening so 
I'm excited. Anyway, that's all I have for today. Thank you for tuning in and for being a part of this journey. I look forward to having you on the next one, meeting you at, a, at one of my classes, events. Maybe you're coming to Costa Rica with us, or maybe you're going to join us on a trip next later in the year. Um, either way, I can't wait to see you. Thank you again for Honey Dip Yoni Spa for featuring our pro hot tip. And if you want to sponsor the next episode, don't hesitate to reach out. Wishing you pleasure, love, light, and a shit ton of orgasms. Until next time, aloha and a hui ho. Go have some great sex.